welcome everyone to your bubble of wellness through science, cultivating a new generation. This space of time and empowered information was designed so that you can have a relaxing adventure with your inner health, understanding its five core pillars that also assemble your life. We'll go deep into the science and wellness of nutrition, exercise and metabolism, emotions, consciousness and meditation, and abundance. So relax, enjoy, and keep a student mindset to cultivate your life. Welcome everyone to our episode 16 of our podcast, Cultivating a New Generation. Today is my pleasure to receive Karamjit Kaur with a very interesting topic that we are going to discuss today of discovering self-love to ignite your power. That's going to be the episode of today. And we are going to go deep into the self-love concept that we have nowadays and how it can help us to discover how can we empower our lives through the love that we are igniting with ourselves. That's the most important thing that you should start doing. And just to, to welcome Karamjit, I'm going to let her introduce the most important or basic uh, things about her. And then we are going to go deep in the questions. So how are you, Karamjit? Hi, David. Thank you so much for this invitation. I totally appreciate it. <clears throat> I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, so um, it's so pleasure to be uh, interviewed by you, David. Um, I am so thankful that we are giving a wonderful um, opening of approach to people out there to, to have more different ways of seeing life through love. And the topic that for me, it's all about self-love because I'm a self-love specialist. So yeah, <clears throat> I shall introduce myself. Um, I'm a PhD scholar and uh, on a specialist for self-love. And basically my topic is on this research of stress, self-esteem and societal tendency, which how this self-love can help. So I really hope I could graduate by end of this year or next year. And amazingly is only the one of the topics that right now, uh, kind of a hot topic but it's still 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 very untapped very rare to many people don't believe the truth of it so i'm also a certified mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher and i'm an amazon bestseller author i'm a self-love coach as well and i'm a consultant change consultant <clears throat> i have uh, two companies which is wellness and excuse me Excuse me. <laughs> so um, I have a background of uh, 20 years working in a management section. So what made me become this is because my own personal life experiences, which uh, my book says the stories. So amazingly, I learned about loving myself, how it changed my life totally 20 years ago. So 10 years ago, I decided to share to people, empower them. My mission is, of course, on societal tendencies, depressions, and stress that how can self-love work? 
And I didn't know I was going to do my PhD. So now I'm doing it. I'm totally, totally excited. Self-love makes me excited every day in my life. That <laughs> amazing to look out for new things, uh, new beginnings. Is, is, uh, as I could feel it, I'm sure each of you can feel as well. Thank you. You're welcome. And well, to go deep in the conversation, what inspired your work? What, what can you tell me about the inspiration that came out to, to uh, touch the, this topic? Yeah, I'm an uh, ex-survival suicidal tendency, basically 23 years ago. And uh, I've gone through a lot in my life, you know, beside of uh, highly sexual harassment, also rape and molestation. So that has impacted, and also my mom at a very young age. So that has made me uh, very, very hungry towards love inside me, which I didn't know that is going to affect so much in my life daily. And uh, when the suicidal thoughts started appearing in my mind that, you know, I'm good for nothing and it's, it's no one loves me and I'm totally lost. No, 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 I don't trust anyone, not even my dad at that point of life because of the, you know, when you're so in dark, they call it, you know, when you're in a dark hole for a moment in life, let's say, could be for six months or a year, it just all depends on individual. So when I was in that moment, I was totally numb. You know, all I was thinking of ending it, you know, it's like I could even go on the roadside and let me be uh, knocked. It was that stage of my thoughts and vibration. But what has changed is that <clears throat> I had a breast lump, so it was in my book. So I ended up going to the hospital and it was benign. So I started crying when I was supposed to be operated. And they hold me in the hospital and they talk to me through and they say, you won't do your operation until you stabilize yourself. <clears throat> and uh, what happened, I went back to my house after a few days. And I decided to meditate and call upon the divine. Because sometimes in life, you know that you try everything. Nothing is working. So there's only one hope that you want to try. And that is where you feel the existence of a divine energy. And that's what I did. And I didn't know that there's going to be answer coming back to me. You know, I was just meditating and chanting. I didn't know that. There was going to be a voice coming to me. I didn't know anything. I just surrendered my moment. Mm -hmm. So, and then that surrendering, I received a voice and calling me, says, 40 days vegetarian. And I was like, okay, am I really going mad? But, you know, then because there were signs everywhere to show that what you hear was so true. So that was the first inspiration that really woke me up from a very, you know, that dark tunnel and you felt the light and you felt the peace that, you know, you've seen in the movies, it actually happened to me. So, um, and then after that, I did my 40 days and then again, I, I, I did my prayers and, and I took some promise that is like asking the divine universe to, to lead me to the part of true love because I've been searching for this love for years and I'm keep, you know, being you know, in the wrong uh, potholes. So, and there I am, I found a great teacher who taught me what was uh, suddenly, you know, the same when a student is ready, the teacher appeared. Oh yes, it did. And he taught me what was love and fear. And that's 
where I just decided to, I was in a corporate uh, life and I left for a while, learned about all this mystical, about magic miracles from him. And most importantly was like being in such an open mind of a new way of thinking what was love all about to ourselves. So that in, keep inspiring me amazingly that suddenly you feel a box, you know, it's like you found a treasure and you see, you can just pick the treasure every day and there's new news, you know, diamonds and something just appearing to you. Sometimes you do get a fall along the way, but um, after having the thought that how that love inspires you, it doesn't seem so bleak as it used to be. It seems to be more, you know, there's always a solution. You know that the problems can be solved and you know that you you are safe enough to do things new or be yourself you don't need anyone to uh, approve your existence so that's the power of self-love so the inspiration is me myself and then of course the divine inspiration and the teacher and everything along the way Well, that that's a very powerful story, and and that I think that it's a very good timing of talking about this because nowadays many people have been living in many of these uh, circumstances where they are in dark places, where they go through difficult things, and this pandemic extended state that we have yeah. been living has brought yeah. up all of the pain for many people and yeah now they feel that they can talk about what happened with them now they feel like they, they that yeah. they can everything can can come to the surface um, yeah. and i think that the most important thing that i can pick up from your story is that surrender state which i have read that always turns on that divine channeling um moment to open your eyes into a different kind of life and that's i think that's the initiation of the self-love path no yes it is in you know it's always related to two things which is related to the surrender that is one trust and faith i mean basically it's like uh there is an un you can't explain this trust and you can't explain this faith, but you know it exists. You see, uh, for me, when I, I knew I was such in like 95% in a dark tunnel, but that 5% was like a light and there was like a hope that why don't you try because you have knocked every door. So when you have another door, And uh, that is the way um, that made me believe that never to give up. So self-love is all about no giving up. And especially now, I know like for the last two years, uh, people face a lot of loss in loving and their you know, loved ones. Unexpected situations, financials, careers. <clears throat> Life become very, 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 very unpredictable in last two years and they keep questioning what is life now because they know life has been there it's some or suffering some as them but now it's even more 
uh, stronger of like, what is life? What is life is all about? Love doesn't seem to be any in a winning part. But here is where I'm very thankful that uh, the divine, I mean, I would say the miracles of universe that made me where I'm, if I didn't have this knowledge or this inspiration to me like 20 years ago, I wouldn't be where today and understand that the power of self-love, because when you love yourself and then you can understand another human being because you feel so empath with them. You feel you just want to share that love to them. You know, you don't, you, you do expect to have the love, but you don't like go get so greedy. No, you got to love me. No, it just becomes so like, it's fine because I love myself. I'm in content moment. I'm in feeling fulfilled because I know the secret is me. So for the current uh, pandemic, it's very advisable that everyone uh, look within and there's lots of forgiveness to do, surrendering, trusting that the process of life is not about suffering. It's always about getting better and better. Though challenges does come for a reason for all of us to learn uh, how to become better than where we are. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that this, um, all these things that we have been living have opened our eyes to a different kind of life. That now, exactly. that those questions, that that time that we are having, that time to reflect on our lives is about everything and about life and our, our death, because death is so uh, also so close to us in many people that have been dying that we also see that we are here for a borrowed time yes so it's much yes. better to live this time fully fulfilled and with love not with fear no yes but exactly <laughs> yeah because behind love there's a fear you know it's just like behind black that's white. Yeah. So it's a duality of everything in life. But um, that's where one of the tools in my coaching, it's like a very important tool that what I do is called removal matrix, uh, removal fear matrix, I call it. And people don't understand. It's all about the words and all that. And I have this client says like, how this works? I say, you don't, you don't need to know how it works. You need to trust it works. Because if you don't trust when it works, and you keep questioning, and that's where you, you put a lot of barriers to uh, uh, opening yourself that you want to change. So we human tend to have this problem, like we keep questioning when, you know, what is this, why is this, and is it good? I'm not saying you shouldn't, but you should, but you must have at least a certain percentage of trust. And then only we can move forward. Because like you say, for example, now pandemic is all about disease and illness, right? So when uh, illness is like, it's been there for those days. And they, I mean, I, I was reading this, it similar as 1940s. How did they do it? You know, it just came back again. I mean, the life is just a nature that we cannot avoid it, you know? Yeah. It's like certain countries, like I'm in Malaysia, you know, I'm in the Katulistiwa zone where we don't have uh, earthquake, you know, we don't have... Uh, also volcanoes, but even uh, we don't have a hurricane, but again, 
how long because you see when the earth is changing everything is changed so you know you we have to educate ourselves we have to keep uh, putting more knowledge that to make ourselves more aware to prepare ourselves for coming forward you know it's like when they say oh it's a war when you put a war against a war it gets a war but when we put love with love that it gets love so it's always the perception and idea and this other knowledge will help us to see beyond what is this all about yeah totally agree and what is your uh, philosophy about life sorry what is what is your philosophy about life about life oh okay for me life is beautiful no matter how bitter and bad i have gone through there's a lot of space for forgiveness and i feel when life when i love life life loves me back i've seen that many times in last 20 years i used to curse life not cursed it i used to fear it and i do not know what's going to happen you know what's the next who's going to come and beat me or who's going to come and do me back but today that fear is no longer near me even it does comes in certain ways but it's not it's not like something uh, that is going to shake me but it's something to make me oh i got to do i got to understand how to tackle this so life is really beautiful and it's always there in supporting me that's how i see it it doesn't stop me to be me it just keep helping encouraging inspiring to be me so my philosophy of life is i live with it every moment yeah embracing more the present time i i think no it's yes. more about uh, picking up each moment and building up on this moment yes and, and trying also to to appreciate all the days because i i recently spoke about that about just reflecting about one day because people sometimes get overwhelmed and they say how can i have goals if i don't even know if i'm going to be good at accomplishing them yes uh, and they get overwhelmed because they say they start uh, putting five ten goals per year or the i don't know the resolutions of new year and those things but if you take day by day the actions and just building on small dosages then life becomes easier and change is going to happen no yes <clears throat> yes very true what you just said because these people see it's nothing wrong to have goals but i always when i do this change uh, consultation all right i do this change transformation for anyone the practicality grounding factor it's very important when you do your goals that means realistically you know yeah what percentage of risk you want to take if you have a long term goal that you know you're not sure you're going to get it but if it doesn't happen then are you ready to change it see the flexibility within us is very important right or not and if it's not there then it's it's going to be like Oh, I didn't get it. I'm going to be defeated. There are people who just commit suicide because of that. Yeah. So that's yeah. where, when the love themselves, it also make them aware. 
like okay there's a risk here i'm if i don't get it i can do this if i get it i can do this so that's where the mental ability must be balanced on both sides <clears throat> whether you get it or you don't get it because uh, you're not here to feel that you're totally out of order you're here to enjoy if you if you done mistake you enjoy knowing that oh, okay there's something you can laugh about it or you can cry about it or you can uh, look at it you, you know there's always sometimes people that just get shut down for a while but it doesn't mean the shutdown is going to be forever it's just that you need that space to see to accept what has happened if let's say it doesn't happen and then you start waking up okay that's it full stop out you go now i move on to a new section so yeah. that that's yeah. yeah it's all pump up flexibility and then it pumps you up yeah so that that's how we we required to be as you and i we are but many of them out there still stagnant in saying that it has to be this way <clears throat> it has to be this way that i feel is going to be very tough for us to accept change that hmm. yeah right? what i can what i can see also <laughs> Uh, that happens many times is that not having a direction not having a destination is what makes people also bump into life with challenges or failures that they keep producing because they don't they don't have a, a destination so that has to do with your mission and that's the next question that i was going to ask you what okay. drives your mission what what is your mission and what drives your mission okay <clears throat> oh so we the dry throat here <clears throat> my mission is uh, as all said in the book is save lives true save lives not being a like you know i got to be a wonder woman <laughs> but saving lives true sharing what is self love empowering lives especially for suicidal tendency and depression cases because <clears throat> there's lots of happening now the hope seems to be very very at a thin level in every human life right now so i'm excited and my mission is to reach out and to just keep sharing that love yourself and loving yourself is never never selfish which some people says no selfish comes with greed mm. okay with the tension of greed jealousy or you don't want to have another person happy beside you that is not self love self love is about when you love yourself your existence in a full unconditional way through the way that you know that you are feeling bliss and you're ready to accept what comes to your path whether it can be very painful or it can be very joyful yet you know you accept this is you there's And nobody to blame out there there's nobody to sorry there's nobody to blame out there and there's nobody to uh, there's no need to blame you because you are here to experience life so this mission is to to give thoughts to understand that 
there's no uh, defects of you are not a defected, you know, uh, made in a factory that can be broken. No, mm -hmm. there's so much of flexibility mm -hmm. in a human being. It can just mold to be anything, anytime, anywhere, as they give chance to themselves. So this is my mission. Nice. Yes, and I also believe that it's not about getting the ego mixed in the in the equation, because when when ego goes in, that's when you start doing uh, the selfish part of love. No, you are just in the in the act of loving yourself because you want other people to approve you, or because. Yeah or because you want other people to see what you are doing with yourself. Yes, yes, exactly. And, and show off, no? Show off or demonstrate a life that you really don't practice, but is in social media, that what is, that's what is promoting, no? Yes, exactly. You know, like, um, as being a self-love, <clears throat> we do, I and mean, yourself as well, we do a lot of social media work. And I come across people come to me, come to my house when they see me in a different look or when they see me in the Facebook. I don't see a lie. I don't lie myself, whether yeah. I'm at home or at the office or even in social media. Reality is this is me, you know, um, the accepted. Some people just put up an, a big profile to show that they are happy out there, but when it comes to their life, they are not. And that is where you are self-defeating your truth. That is where you're creating a vibration inside yourself that I'm pretending to be me. What's the point of pretending to be you? There's no need. It's very important. That, yeah, it's, it's for me, it's like, it's okay. Sometimes you tell the truth, like, you know, we have read some post and says that, you know, I'm having this problem. Some people comment there, why is it that you're putting up in the Facebook? Now, we can look at it though two ways. One way is this. This person is trying to reach out because he or she can't be able to find a way. Okay? Yeah. Number two, it's also a self-expression of like the courage the person is putting out there. It takes a lot. Yeah. Because sometimes they can't talk to their sibling, their parents, or their friends. So social media is a platform where you get together from around the world where you unknown person where the person doesn't know you. So sometimes you tell things that you feel free to tell. And why that's happened is because that there's no barrier between uh, you and them. you get what I mean? But this is where that people look at it when you have a relationship with someone, you put a barrier. And yeah. that is where the relationship with the self is very important. You must be truthful to the self, whether you are with someone or without anyone. So I feel, I mean, for me personally, there's nothing wrong. Like all of us, some say, oh, I don't want to be in a Facebook because it's all fake. This is all depends on how you perceive it. It's look, your perception of idea. You can look at it that that's a platform. You can reach out to people to help. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yeah, yeah. So, it has all connotations. Yeah, exactly. So it always depends on you know. So the that's why I say the thought process we have is sometimes 
very difficult to every individual is different because of the uh, belief system. It's like we have seven billions of thumbprint, which is different. So each human is unique. So the way they think, we can't able to change. But the only one thing that we can do is to share something good. Oh, it makes sense. Because the way they think, we are not in anyone's mind. I can't be in your mind. You can't be in my mind. But we can be together in loving ourselves and sharing the love and say, okay, it makes sense. Yeah, I feel it too. It's that feeling that makes us together. Yeah. And also, do you you have a lot of perspective of the things when you open your mind to see another point of view, no? Yes. You start seeing the things that you are facing in your life and relating to the people that probably have the courage of putting out something uh, there so that people could help her or him, no? And that's also going now for the next question that is what are the challenges that you have faced that transformed your life of course uh the story before i started loving myself that it could be easily seen but after when i learned to love myself the challenge was like um we're talking let's say let's talk about this Spiritual seekers, they call it spiritual seeker, spiritual mm -hmm. enlightenment. I don't even know anything about all these things. Mm -hmm. But of course, like, you know, our great preachers uh, uh, like Deepak Chopra and uh, there's so many, Neil Waldonus and also so many of them out there, right? I always think that spiritual is suffering from human because it was brought up to me since I was young that you have to pray, you have to look out for divine, you have to, have to, have to, have to. <laughs> There's a lot of have to. So spiritual <clears throat> has become like a, a word that I was thinking, oh, it's too difficult for me because I want to be free, okay? I want to be free to be me. I feel spiritual uh, gives me a lot of, at that time, you know, uh, a lot. I'm in the box. I can't think. Yeah. But when the time I started loving myself, slowly, slowly, I started understanding with the challenges I faced. Is like spiritual is not a context of different. It's, it's there since the day we are born. We are spiritual, loving human beings. But people make it so, uh, I, I would say, so hard to get. The picturization is being given. You have to go through this, this, this to be someone. No. The simple context of spiritual, loving human being is to love ourselves. So that this is one of the main challenge. Um, you know, I when I came up from my monastery after loving about love and all that, I was thinking I want to become a monk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. And I was thinking to become a priestess, a lot of things. But somehow or other, life tells me, you know, people tell me, no, you you not look like that. I mean, I don't expect them, you know. I was finding myself that how do I make this very practical? For myself, 
and for others. And thanks to my background of working experiences and being a person like me, very basic in life, I became a coach. And uh, people ask me, are you a healer? I say, no, I'm not a healer. And I'm not a spiritual enlightenment being that you need to worship my lake, you know, and, or say, thank you, guru. I don't want you to call me a guru. I don't want to be known as that. Yes, there are people, I mean, some of them who realize that the tools are so important. But I said, I am a coach. But you see, the challenge that what I was facing to be practical in reaching out to people. I feel like when you say ego, when a person feels like he is so spiritually enlightened in life. Now, I know this topic is a bit sensitive, this, this particular issue. When you're so spiritual enlightenment, you look yourself way higher than any other human being out there. And that makes you too special. And you be, and it's like a worship of everything that you can't able to reach to understand as a normal. So people think <clears throat> they can't be like you. Meaning is, if I'm a spiritual enlightenment, so our generation, oh, I don't want to be like this person because I have to, you know, oh my God, I have to meditate. I have to do this. So that, that becomes a barrier. So that happened to me. And I, that challenge made me realize that I think everybody deserves to know that they can love themselves and the spiritual is all about love. It's, it's all about understanding you're here to enjoy your life. It's not about you to feel so egoistic that I have this much of power and I can do wonders. No. When I have clients coming to me and I say them this thing, I'm only here to give you your tools. The rest is up to you. I am not your healer because you are here to help yourself. If you can't help yourself, there's nobody out there is going to help you who even they claim they can. They can help you a certain percentage, but you are fully responsible of your thoughts every second moment in your day. Your thoughts are the one who manifesting. So the challenges that I face to understand this concept has, it's a lot. It's like banging my head against the wall. <laughs> it's like, you know, how do I understand that? Uh, how can this love be easy for me? How can this love be easy for anyone? And especially detachment. My teacher, the biggest challenge I have in my life was detaching from my teacher. I had a sort of like a human feeling of love. And, but he taught me of like between the teacher and the student, it's always the divine love. And it took me many years to understand. And um, he's no longer around. So when he was, he left to divine, I didn't have a single tear in my eye. <clears throat> so I started learning to love and uh, uh, love and fear and everything from him. I was told to leave the monastery and go and 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 you know do myself the way I am because I'm ready, ready to reach out. I was told to open my wings and share love. I wasn't even ready because I was scared not to be accepted, not to be trusted. That am I doing the right thing? Because I didn't believe in my capability. 
that's the whole challenge here. From young, I was told that I'm good for nothing. From young, I was told, oh, no, you don't have a mother, so nobody can love you. So I was, I was, I had this mind I was carrying, and it was still lingering, even I loved myself. It took me 20 years to reform that. It's still going on, you see? So these are the challenges when you're in the transformation to help others. It's also the same thing you help yourself. So these are the challenge I faced and the detachment he taught me was this, that you have to learn to believe in yourself no matter what is happening around you. That's the biggest challenge I face. And today standing up and talking to everyone, hey, you can do it, you know, you can do it. And they look at me, is she talking right here? Or is she like making sense? You know what I mean? But that belief is so strong, thanks to my teacher, I don't see anything wrong. It's just here. <laughs> Why? I, the detachment was taught me this. I didn't have a single day when he, you know, when he died. And I was like, why oh, he didn't cry? It's because I've seen so many deaths. And I looked at him and I blessed and I felt like, wow, I didn't know myself who I was. So these are the things has transformed. Just imagine. Loving myself has transformed me to a person who's like totally a different personality altogether. People look at me, it's like, you're always smiling. And it's like, no, I do cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, I do get angry. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going, through, I'm going through menopause, you know, so I have my emotions. I do get my hot flashes. I do get all this thing, okay? <clears throat> but... While talking about this or helping somebody, I'm quite strict. I have my rules. I can be so loving because I've been taught that way. I had a hardcore teacher. So I can be very smiling, but I can be third. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. But... Just, you know, they say a diamond is being molded. I'm not saying I'm a diamond. I, I just say the example, a diamond being molded, cut, and highly pressured, then it becomes a diamond. Every human being is a diamond, has to go through the cut, has to go through the pressure, has to go through the shiny factor, and you become that. You are that, you're just becoming better, better, better. Yeah, that's a perfect yeah. analogy to... To understand that we all have to live through those moments of challenge. And those are the moments where we are going to learn more about ourselves. And yeah. those are the moments that we are going to also accept the different facets of ourselves. Yes. That, that include being angry, that include being sad, that include being... Yes. Uh, <clears throat> disappointed or whatever yes. emotion we are passing through the first stage is accepting it and rejecting it or or becoming in denial is what makes you get stuck and just keep recycling the emotion and and of course the the emotion is going to produce a, a physiological response that is yes, going yes. to to manifest again in your body so you are just promoting that if you reject something if you deny something if you say that you are always happy or always spiritual or always 
something that's not real. So you are going to, at the end of the day, you are going to keep recycling things and keep being stuck, even though you can yes, yes. appear to be enlightened and whatever you want to appear, no? But real yeah. life, real life is that. Real life is making pressure and through the pressure changing you, no? Yes, exactly. That's why many, <coughs> excuse me, there's still people who cannot understand the concept of, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. There's still people can't understand that concept of that. Yeah. As you explained. It's always that the uh, life is, it's like, I all keep repeating this one thing. The day we are born, we are ready. <clears throat> Sorry. We are ready a spiritual being. And uh, that doesn't separate us from divine. Yeah. That doesn't separate us from you and me. That doesn't separate us from universe. It's only the fear, as you just said earlier. It's because we fear to love. We fear to be free, to be with someone. We fear to accept the divinity. We fear to believe that we are powerful. We fear to believe that we are good enough. We fear to believe that we can do anything. You know, we fear to believe that we don't have enough to eat or don't have enough to be rich in life. All these fears are there. But when you... <coughs> Sorry, David. Today, my... <laughs> it's right. So, uh, but when we love, when we love our self, when we remove that fear, we love to know the divinity is one with us. We love to know that we are one with each other. We love to know that the universe always gives us miracles. We love to know that there's always possibility in life. We love to know, we keep, you see, when I say this now, we fear this. We love to know that we're good enough and we fear we're not good enough. So when we turn around the, we turn around the topic from fear to love, huh? the change of emotion starts transforming in the person already. Yeah. As we are talking about them, right? So it's like when we say when we feel suddenly this, the, the, that moment gives us of a very alert. When we say we love, it comes down the emotion. <clears throat> so this is uh, where... I believe every each of us is like we are just here to cultivate the education more on self-love and practice it every day. It's just like when you eat food, the same way we need to cultivate love as well, feed it to ourselves, finding ways that how do we empower. The self-motivation is the highest degree of, uh, I call it uh, immunity injection. If you're looking for motivation from outside, it becomes uh, very temporary injections. Yeah. The biggest yeah. immunity injection is your own love. Totally, totally agree with that because it just has to be turned on by you. You cannot depend on something else or something 
exterior to make you think that you are good enough because that's going to wear off. So the, the effect is just going to last probably hours, probably days. In the best case scenario can last a month, but it will disappear. But yeah. if, you, if you understand how to turn on inside that motivation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, like you see, today morning we have session and uh, in the last few months I've been facing this throat. So I always ask myself, <clears throat> being a, my husband is a homeopathy doctor, like he said, is your reflexes okay? But universe is preparing me for my next dream, which I don't mind to share it here. I'm learning to sing. I'm coming up with my own album mm -hmm. on self-love songs. So I'm like, I used to ha ha ha. Now it's like the throat is cleansing. And it's like, you know, it's like when you know you are creating the face. <clears throat> the, yeah. And so much the body responds to that. <laughs> so, you know, and I, my, I, I was learning to sing for the last, uh, but then I stopped because I have PhD. So I'm starting my, uh, my teacher. She's a wonderful uh, lady. And, uh, you know, I said, she asked me, what is your intention? I said, I want to come up with my own album. <laughs> Self-love. <clears throat> I said, I've came up with uh, books and I want my voice to be out there. I mean, is it good? She said, no, you have a good voice, but this is what the problem. So you see, it's, not, it's like when you want to do something, these are the challenges, you know, you're facing like The mind starts telling you, oh no, you got this problem. How are you going to sing? And, you know, that's where you start. It prepares you that, okay, you want to do something new? You have to overcome this. Actually, yeah. I didn't have yeah. this. I didn't have this when I didn't have the, uh, the, the other dreams that I want to do to sing. It just came after when I started. <laughs> you get what I mean? This is one <laughs> example that always humans have goals. So literally you have your own belief system start challenging you. So I'm giving myself an example here. We always have something we want to do. But along the way, you have potholes. You have blocks to walk on, stones to step on. But, you know, you kind of trip, then you wake up again. Yes. So when you love yourself, yes. you just prepare it to walk over it. So that's the example, actually. Yeah. You know, I was wondering to keep this a secret. So I thought, hey, why don't I just say it? Because I want to express, I'm going to become a singer one day. <laughs> but just for fun. <clears throat> well, that was so perfect, give me a prepare. That Sorry? was a perfect example to, to show people that every time you put yourself into an uncomfortable situation or uncomfortable exactly. thing, then, of course, your body can react by throwing out something, no, like the yes. throat and like yeah. the cough. But that yeah. is the response because your body is trained to think yeah. that it's a threat. But yes. once, once you start loving the fact that you can do it, then yes. you start calming yourself and then you change the chemistry of your body. Exactly. And that's it. And then you go for it and you do it and of course, you are going to make mistakes. Of course, you are going to learn. And yes, that's the idea. The idea is always yeah. learning. The idea is always doing something different. 
And the idea is always keeping challenging ourselves so that we can scale up and learn more things, no? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to add here, you asked me earlier about inspiration. Now, when you say the idea we keep doing things, you know what really taught me that to keep doing things as we age is Louise Hay. And I'm sorry, I forgot to mention about her. She is was introduced by my teacher. He's, he bought, when he told me to leave the monastery, he gave me her book. He said, you are like her and uh, learn from her teaching. So it was like 15 years ago, I came to know about Louise. I fall in love with her. And you know, she died two years, three years ago, a few years ago. And I looked at her life that at every age as she aged, she was trying something new. And you know, it's like at the age of 70, she was like scared of ballroom dancing, 60 or 70, and she went into it. So I was like, whoa, you know, it inspired me. Like now I have, a, I mean, I mean, sometimes I, when I see old people or senior citizens, it's like, you don't wait for that, you know? You kind of enjoy yourself to walk towards it. I know it's weird the way I talk, but what is important is people say dying is uh, this topic is very sensitive. It's something that <clears throat> painful. It's just happened. But when you love yourself, the journey to go there, you kind of prepare yourself for it. As you age, okay, you kind of like you're contented at 50, you have done things what you want to do. At 60, you want to do another thing. At 70, you want to do something. You kind of like every five years, few years, and you say, okay, it doesn't, doesn't matter. So you're kind of like moving on to a new chapter to evolve yourself. So here's where it is. When we, from, from baby until five, ten, five, six, we come to know what things are. Correct or not, Davy? So yeah. after 10 yeah. to 15, oh, this is a big age. You tend to like grow up of like uh, to be yourself. But by 15 to 18, this is where the crucial, sorry, I would say 14 to 18. This is the age where the transformation of belief system starts. So this young adult life becomes like, Oh no, the older generations and the younger generations. And then comes another age of 25 till 35. Oh, you have the middle age crisis coming in. You have all these names. But I feel if every age you enjoy yourself, it's like you're young, have the capability of doing something in that capacity, go ahead. As you age, what's your capability in that capacity? Go ahead. You be practical for yourself and your body. So when you love yourself, you begin to understand this transformation is taking place. And when you have a problem of illness, <clears throat> you kind of prepare yourself to reach, okay, I love myself, but what happens? You accept it as it comes. It's not easy, but you always tell yourself the day will come for it. And you look back, is there any regrets? No regrets. Here is, life is about experiencing. Trying to experience both sides. Yeah. No regrets. That's the perfect answer <laughs> to the question that I was going to ask. That is, 
how does your how does self-love have been an influence in your life and i think that you just answered that because self-love is what moves the direction of one, what you want to do in the next five or 10 years. And exactly. as, as you move on with your life, as you pointed out, and that was something that I was just uh, talking also with my wife in this weekend. And I was just telling her how my life has been unfolded by doing that, you know, by yes. having those long-term destinations. Let's don't say well, goals so that people don't get overwhelmed. <laughs> let's, yes. just say, let's just say that you have a destination, like yeah. when you go on vacations. Yes. When you go on vacations, you have to pick a place, and for that place, you have to make your, your baggage, your, your packs, your backpacks, your everything, your supplies, and you should know if it's going to be hot or, or cold, if you will need to rent a car or whatever, or the, the coin, what, what is going to cost you to, to change the money. So you have to plan the trip. So that's life. When you have in five years something, a new destination, or in 10 years, you start planning what do you have to do in your life so that you can get to that place. No? Yes, correct. That's where we need you. Such a perfect example you just did. And we both have the same awareness and the mindset of body. And uh, it's very important, the preparation. I call it the planning. But sometimes you can't be over-planned. But you, again, it's like you need to have the gap a bit of like, okay, this see how it goes. Yeah. <coughs> Having a destination helps you a lot because you can then move and be flexible with that. No? Yeah. Not having not having a destination, I think that is where people can get stuck in life because either get stuck or just get comfortable with life and don't change and don't, don't do, change, yes. Don't do anything. And that's just recycling, no? <laughs> so now my next question would be. What are some of the characteristics of self-love when you practice it in your life? Flexibility, practicality, authenticity, I mean, truthfulness. Oh, yeah. My biggest principle in life is honesty. You know, since young in the family, uh, I'm known as big mouth. <laughs> because, because it's not... Uh, no, I don't put it that very badly. It's just that I don't hide things from my mind and my heart. I just say things like, you know, you can see the conversation I have with you. Because I, I do not know how to be so fake in, 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 you know, telling things. So for me, honesty is the biggest principle and is the biggest relationship with yourself. If you can't be honest with yourself, you cannot be honest with anyone. Sometimes, okay, they say lies do save life. Lies, that means being untruthful. Fine, it makes yeah. sense. Yes, mm -hmm. sometimes you need to do because you need to save somebody and after that you explain that this doesn't happen. <clears throat> so, honesty, practicality, flexibility, authentic, you know, and ready to be diversified. 
openness. Without that also, if you, if you are so stuck up in our mental and stiff the way we are, that has taught me as well because I was a bit of a stiff thinker, especially when you come from a working background of corporate to be like this, like this, like this. But uh, loving myself and changing my career, I didn't know I was going to be an author. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be a coach. Yeah, so all this has made me aware that change can just happen anytime. And because that also, I look at our nature, what's happening for the last 20, 10 years, I would say a lot of things are different. So similarly, I look at myself. So these are characters are very ready. I mean, sometimes like you are forced to accept something, just turn up, turn up at your doorstep and you're like, but then after that, okay, fine. There's something I'm ready to do it. You get what I mean? Sometimes it's just something's happened with a gives you like, oh my God, why didn't, oh, okay, fine. Let's see, let's see. You know, that kind of a feeling uh, gets you to be ready to be ready to see that, okay, this is the next change that I need to intercept, intervene into it and mold myself further. So having this character, I think we are all born with this. It's just that um, how do you mold yourself and accept that this character could make you lead to love yourself? And also you must have a discipline with yourself. The discipline is a factor very important because if it's like when you eat food, you know, breakfast is important, <clears throat> right? Like sometimes, like for me now, I'm a bit overweight. So I'm trying to take <laughs> less breakfast, but it does affect the body in a way and all that. So uh, because the thought process and a lot of other things. So same things, self-love is like after a while, you have a lot of work and you can't practice. I do have clients who say that, you know, I've not been writing. I've not been doing my mirror work. I've not been doing this. I'm scared. I'm not going to. I say, there's nothing to worry because you know that you have overloaded of work. When you have overloaded of work, sometimes you don't have time for yourself. Fine. But at least five, 10 minutes you give to yourself to acknowledge of your existence. Okay. These days, I, today I've gone through this. I didn't have time. So I'll, I'll just do a bit of this. So there must be a very good. Uh, flexibility, practicality to when you want to do loving yourself. Because without this, that's where I call it as a discipline. That it's a thin line of a discipline we look at it. It's a different way we look at the meaning of discipline here now. The discipline that what is given to us now, you must wake up in the morning, you must do this. Yes, it's very important, and, but could be not important for somebody else. Because when you look at some people who works at night, they have to sleep. So the word discipline in self-love it's for the self. Meaning it's like, you want to love yourself, you must put your foot down to believe that you're not here to be approved by anyone for your existence. That's the discipline factor I'm talking about. Many, many, many of us feels that um, our destination, our creation always depend. Of course, if you're in a family, you have goals and destination, you tend to look, but you also know that you have your own ability and your own approval. Like mothers, mothers tend to give so much to their children 
And I have cases that children slap mothers at young uh, as they grow, and you know when the mother is a bit uneducated, <coughs> who has done work as cleaners, you know, or even mothers who are like professors who are like very high qualified, but as they age, they depend on their children, and the children will revert to like physically abuse them. Now this is where I feel the relationship works on self-love, especially, for example, on the topic of mothers, even it's for fathers. It's like, now you see the trend, many of the generation just dump their parents in the old folks home. I'm not saying that it's wrong, but I'm just saying that when the parents give time to the children to bring you up, so why can't the children when they grow up look at that is their time to take care for parents? Yeah. You know? Why can't you value what was given to you to be who you are? And that is only can happen when you love yourself. So same thing, when the parent learn to love themselves and the children learn to love themselves, that's an understanding that it's called the same, same, win-win situation. That's where the relationship gets better. So it's very important that uh, the character of all these things work for everything in the relationship of life. So I hope I've answered the question well. Yes, <coughs> yes, of course. And and the, the part that I liked the most was uh, honesty. No, honesty with yourself is the most important thing that that you can predicate in terms of this self love topic. Because if you are not honest with yourself, you are not going to to be able to say your truth. And exactly. To and to defend yourself against impositions of things that sometimes they are just sold by marketing and by trying to make you believe in something that you are not really accepting and you know it. Because whenever you have your intuition that is also linked to your self-love, because yes. it's your heart speaking, then you are going to either accept or be open to something or just feel like uncomfortable or that you are not uh, in tune with that practice or with that speech or with that idea or with that mindset. And by identifying those things, by being true to yourself, that's the best place to to start having a direction and to start having more clarity in what you want. Whether it, it is being approved, as you said also, or not by anyone else, no? Yes. So it, it all fits together into the concept of loving yourself and accepting your, your own truth, no? Your own wisdom, because- Yes. Our heart is the one that picks up the information faster and it goes to the brain after. So by listening to your own heart, by listening to your own intuition, that's the best um, advice that you can get from your own self-love, no, I think. Yes, yes, correct, David. Excellent explanation is, I mean, we both 
you know, as your book, I'm uh, cultivating new generation, as we say, from the heart. It's exactly, it's everything begins from the heart. Because, yeah. you know, when you've seen in the movies, right, especially when they pump their heart to, or they put the very highest uh, electro, electrical component to the body, and you just look at it and it's like, okay, what's the first thing that comes alive? It's the heartbeat. Heart. So whether that exists is the feelings, the joy, the heart that carries. So that comes from within, not from anyone else. Yeah, that's that's the first organ that you can listen whenever a baby is growing. Yeah, no? yeah, exactly. And that's the 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 sound that you are listening. And that's the language that you are listening. And it is already speaking to us. So yes. <laughs> we should listen more to the heart. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Could you explain how can you tune in your intuition to follow the path of loving yourself? Okay. Um, intuition, yeah. You know, I told you when I came back of like I, I was in a dark tunnel and how that's a one of the biggest examples I could give. Um, it's always about trusting and uh, you know there's a feeling you see our emotion works uh, haywire it all the time is running around from the brain to the body to every part of the organ and your senses as well so but feelings happens with the emotions that comes up you know feelings and emotions is almost the same so what brings out the emotions and feelings the thoughts so thoughts relates to feelings and emotions and that is related to intuition intuition is always is on the senses we have we all are born with six senses as gift so it only depends on individual whether you really accept that you are actually a magical human being you can hear things beyond than a normal human being you can see things beyond than a normal human being you can feel things beyond a normal human being But this again, come back that you believe these things exist or not. So intuitions is always related to the six senses ability. And I always believe when you love yourself, you are increasing the power of intuition inside you to know of, uh, to know, to aware, to feel, to hear, to see everything as the senses of your body wants you and the mind wants you to experience. So intuition on loving self is so correlated all the time. When you don't love yourself, the suppression of the intuition is way, the gap is a lot. It is really wide. Meaning is like you you think you know, but actually it could be the wrong decision. You know, it could be diverting you to a different uh, understanding of life. So intuition and wisdom relates together. So intuitions happen when the practices that you do And especially on breathing meditation, you know, when you, uh, when I teach this breathing meditation to just, just, just focus on your breath. Because when you focus on your breath, you don't have thoughts running in your brain. You do, but you tend not to bother about it. But you go back and you feel. When you feel, sometimes, you know, you can have like, if you're in a quiet place, you know, nobody's in the house. Or you could do it somewhere where there's a lot of people. It is a toughest, toughest challenge to do this. You do, you close your eyes, you just imagine in a playground and you want to get into you. 
your senses is all over, right? Everybody is like chaos. Uh. But let's say you practice this. Uh, you close your eyes, you breathe. Well. That's the time you see your intuition. How for you are you connected? Why? Because the stronger you are with awareness, with your breath, the stronger are you with your intuition in yourself. So in life, when you come with challenges, these intuition levels help you to make right decisions. This gives you wisdom to aware what are the things that you can do or you can't do. That you make least mistakes and makes you aware of the risk you're going to take or you're not going to take. So intuition is one of the most important things <clears throat> and you have to develop it. It's, it's, it's part of wisdom. You know, it's part of knowledge. It relates together. People say when you read books, intuition doesn't work. No, it works. It's together. Because when you have the wisdom and knowledge, the intuition helps you to expand it stronger, to help you to make decisions in life. Yeah. That would be. Yes, yes. Totally agree. And, and it was um, like what we was what we were talking about the the power of identifying how you feel what your body mm. is telling you to mm. to start interpreting the language of your body and the language of your heart that is always telling you what to do with signals not with the language that we use with our eyes or our ears or or the nose or any other senses is totally yes. different it's totally yes. opposite and it is just so quick and i was just reading a, an article about this that it, that the heart speaks in very succinct words in very small phrases let's say or small signals and it is just so fast that sometimes you cannot pick up the message and you don't trust the message because you want your brain to tell you what is the correct answer or what is the best decision but whenever you involve your brain that's when you are involving the past memories the patterns the beliefs the limiting things And that's when you usually make the wrong choice. But if you learn to pick up the first signal and the first uh, body sensation that you are having, that's the best answer that you can have and the best choice that you can get. No? Yes, correct. Correct interpretation. Agreed. That's where the, it's all the love line, you know? the love of uh, connections uh, work around as the body signals from them. Amazing, isn't it? Amazing that what we are. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, well, that's just all the questions about self-love. And, and I think that we cover up everything about this. Uh, well, everything in terms of what we could do in this interview. <laughs> yes. yes, because it's yes. broader than this. Yes. Um, there's a lot of wisdom and there's a lot of deeper knowledge that we have to go um inside of this topic so if people want to go deeper into your teachings into your uh, everything that you are doing where can they find your information oh yeah um yeah they can find me at uh, www.selfloveacademy.com.my or uh, and uh, of course in my facebook is karam chikko self-love specialist i'm known for that and uh 
my books are on Amazon, um, Truly Love Within, Life is a Gift, Loving You, and a few more books are coming up. So yeah, I, actually, yes, I can be easily reached out uh, at, uh, you just Google me, Self-Love Specialist or Self-Love Academy. Thank you, Chan. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Chan. We'll see each other or we'll listen to each other next episode of this podcast, Cultivating a New Generation. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And if you resonate with this information and if you know that we can help more people, just help us to share the information. Thank you. Thank you Bye. so much, David. Bye.